For the fourth time in six months, the Cuyahoga County Jail has released an inmate by mistake, but wait till you hear what makes this one special. It's a doozy. You're listening to The Wake Up, the daily briefing from Cleveland.com. Today is Friday, October 11th, and I'm Chris Quinn. A man released from the Cuyahoga County Jail by mistake on Friday tried to stop the error by telling jail officials he was not supposed to get freed, but they sent him packing anyway. Once he was out, he called a common police court judge to ask how he could go back. Cuyahoga County Common Pleas Administrative Judge John Russo said the inmate, Francisco Cruz, voluntarily went to his required meeting with a parole officer on Thursday and finally was taken back to jail. Russo praised the inmate's honesty. Cruz was serving an 18-month prison sentence for drug possession, escape, and domestic violence, but that sentence ended on October 2nd while Cruz was being held in the county jail on a separate drug case. The Ohio Department of Rehabilitation and Corrections notified the jail that Cruz's prison time was up, but Cruz was supposed to remain in the jail on the new charge. The county is investigating to find out why Cruz was released. It's a question that has been asked hundreds of times, a question that is central to the future prosperity of Cleveland, and it is a question that people struggle to answer. What is an inclusive economy? As many as 1,000 people will gather in Cleveland later this month with the intent on reaching a consensus on how to map out the next 20 years of prosperity for the region. A central theme of that effort is bringing wealth opportunities to everyone. But those planning to participate in the Cleveland Rising Summit will need to define what that means. So many people have so many different definitions. As a prelude to Cleveland Rising, Cleveland.com published the perspectives of seven people involved in the discussions Thursday. Working with PNC Bank and IdeaStream at Cleveland.com, we will host a Cleveland Connects Forum next week on the same issue. For more information and to get a free ticket, visit Cleveland.com slash Cleveland Connects. Cuyahoga County will invest in helping residents break free of opioid addiction with a big chunk of the $23 million it has received so far as a result of its lawsuits against the companies that created the opioid crisis. County Executive Armin Budish and County Council President Dan Brady visited Cleveland.com Thursday to announce their spending plans, and the biggest chunk, $5.4 million, will go to the county agency charged with dealing with addiction. That board will add beds and treatments so it can treat hundreds more people than it does now. Another $3 million will go to hospital emergency rooms for a program that links people seeking treatment for overdoses to programs that get them clean. Some of the cash will be aimed at helping inmates who are addicted in the jail. And down south a bit, Summit County Executive Eileen Shapiro announced Thursday that she has formed a task force to discuss how that county will spend its share of the opioid settlements. Electronic records that could be key to the corruption case against Cuyahoga County's former IT lawyer, Emily McNeely, have disappeared from the county's internal computer network, prosecutors said in a Thursday court filing. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost's office, which has handled the criminal investigation of McNeely, 
confirmed Thursday that it has launched a criminal investigation into the missing documents. Yoast investigators viewed those documents involving an IT contract in 2018 during the investigation that led to McNeely's indictment. But the office did not take steps to preserve those records. McNeely's lawyers sought the same access to the records that prosecutors had, which led to the discovery that the records are now missing. In anticipation of next week's announcement of the latest nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Cleveland.com's Troy Smith has put together something aimed, tongue-in-cheek, at upsetting as many people as possible. It's a ranking of the 25 worst Hall of Fame selections of all time. The worst of the worst, says Troy, Stevie Nicks. The first woman to be inducted twice as part of a group and as a solo act should have been way back in the line of deserving women, Troy says. Others on his list include the Moody Blues, Bon Jovi, and Journey. You can see the whole list at tinyurl.com slash worstrock. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up from Cleveland.com. Come back next week, and one of the days next week, we expect to see who those nominees for the Rock Hall are. In the meantime, you can hear Troy on the latest episode of This Week in the CLE, our podcast roundup of the week's news. Troy gives a handicap of what we might see with that nominee list.